Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. We are back at Book Journeys Radio. I'm so excited to have you back here. Um, today's episode is a really special one. I am excited to introduce you to Dr. Joan Seidinger. She is the author of Sisterhood in Sports, How Female Athletes Collaborate and Compete. And I'm really excited to talk to her. We're going to talk to her about her book, um, and why she wrote it, and we'll also be talking about some of the ways um, that she has gone about promoting it. So you'll get lots of great ideas that you can apply on your book journey by learning from her. I think it is so important to learn from people who went before us. So uh, Joan, Dr. Seidinger, thank you so much for being with us. Well, I'm um, happy to be here. Terrific. Well, tell us about Sisterhood in Sports. What's the book about, and why did you write it? Um, the book is about what drives the female athlete. Uh, intimate and emotional conversations, uh, bonding, close bonding, a sense of community, intuitiveness of women, and female collaborative competition. Uh, I chose this subject many years ago. I In the late 80s, there was a book that came out. It was called Women Who Love Too Much, and it was really basically putting down women for being too focused on relationships emotionally. And as I saw more and more women in my practice, both um, athletic and non-athletic women, all their focus was on relationships from an emotional perspective. And I became it became clear to me that this wasn't a problem. It's just that people didn't understand women very well. And so I came up with the idea of writing this book back in 1994, and I wrote my first proposal uh, in 1997. And my first title of my very first proposal that actually was the one that I turned into a bunch of publishers in 97 was called Running Up Mountains, which is very appropriately because that's what I have done for years and still do. Um, But it probably was rejected by all the people I handed it out to. And I kind of went back to the drawing board, and the next year what I did was interview 40 ultra-running women because I was very involved in the ultra-running world. And I kept seeing that pattern of, you know, women focusing on relationships emotionally because that I didn't exactly mention, but that is actually a very big part of the book as well. And um, really the motivation behind it. So... I stayed with the idea, Um, things happened um, in my life that kind of geared me away from writing it, although I was still always talking to women about this issue. And then finally, um, unfortunately, in 2003, I had a general bike accident, which derailed me for a couple of years. 
And in 2009, my husband suggested, well, if you really want to write this book, because I'm still talking about the book, uh, why don't you join up with writer's groups and really work on it? And that's exactly what I've done. And here we are. Wow. And so when was when was the book published? It was just released in October of 2014. Oh, congratulations. So it was a, you know, roughly 10-year, oh, wait, 20-year journey <laughs> from yes. when you got the idea until you finished your book. Is there anything that now that it's been published, is there anything you wish you knew, um, maybe something that would have helped you finish it sooner or something you would have done differently? Um, I actually don't think so because part of the issue uh, was that it, it wasn't time for this kind of book to be written. And even now, there's still a tremendous amount of resistance, even though there's both psychological and neuropsychological research included within the context of the book. Um, it, it's still a topic that the public has trouble with. There's something hmm. that is troublesome. You know, there's a move on to make men and women the same. And our minds work very differently. And there's been, you know, as I said, um, there's been lots of research done on the brain and really highlighting and talking about the differences between male and female brains. And I think it's a misnomer in the world not to think of men's and women's brains as being the same because the way they uh, work is quite is quite a bit different. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it doesn't make one better or worse. It just means they're different. But a lot of people seem to have problem with the um, concept of different. Mm, interesting. And so what are uh, what are some of the things that you learned in your journey of, of getting your book written and published um, that have been the most powerful for you? What are some of the things that either changed for you or that you learned during this process? Well, I have to say the last, the years since 2009 have been rather remarkable. Um, I've had more support for women about my writing than I have ever had in my entire life. And um, one of the things I was having difficulty with over this time was changing from academic writing to general audience because I felt this should be a general audience book um, for, you know, be able to read from high school level on up. And um, so I, when joining writers groups and then publishing in their uh, on-site, um, on their website and, and having one woman, Linda Watanabe McFerrin, invite me to her advanced writers group helped provide a lot of confidence for me um, mm. in terms of my writing really having the potential to actually be a traditionally published book. My goal had always been to have a traditionally published book because I feel with traditionally published books you have to be held to a much higher standard of writing. And so that was, you know, some of the, I was not willing to compromise and go for self-publishing or, or a hybrid of, of that model, uh, and so I had 
one woman after another support my writing. And when I did sit down to write the book, I had eight females who were readers of the book, and four were athletic and four were non-athletic. And um, these women really helped carry me through. Um, but and, and also I had a tremendous uh, good book coach um, and and inevitably ended up with a terrific editor. But the book coach, my biggest problem is I tend to be kind of ADD in a, in a sense, but I persist. That's the key for me in this book process is my, my willingness to persist. And she just helped me get um, organized better. Um, and mm. then I was really able to write a really good proposal. In fact, my agent had gotten one proposal two years previous with a different kind of book coach, and he rejected it. And I'd finally gotten to the point where I didn't take it personally. <laughs> and then he, later on he heard the book coach I was working with and said she's kind of tough. I didn't think she was tough. I thought she was terrific. And uh, Brooke, her name is Brooke Warner. And um, so two years later, I handed him back the the final proposal three years ago. And the next morning, he called me on my way into work to say, don't let anybody else have it because I really want this book. And um he was terrific. He was actually the person who suggested I put in more of the neurological research of the brain stuff. Um, and mm-hmm. so he's he's one of these agents that will really work with his his um, authors to um, help improve their proposal to make it you know appeal, more appealing to um, publishers. And it, so, how it, did you it, find your agent? What was your process for that? Oh, I went all over the place. Um, I went through the whole the book. God, I can't remember the name of the book. There's an annual book that comes out that lists agents and their specialties and where they're located. So I went through the whole that whole book and wrote down people to send to several years ago. And I also went repeatedly to pitching. Uh, events, you know, or conferences where they had pitches made to agents and to publishers, both. And I did that for, I don't know, three years, four years. Um, And what was interesting is I always, I'm a good pitch maker, so people wanted to see my proposal, but then before, when it was more disorganized, then they, you know, turned it down. Um, So, I just got so I could be articulate enough as well as focused and organized enough to be able to come up with a good proposal. But it wasn't an easy process. I mean, it takes time. It takes diligence. It takes learning to not uh, personalize your rejections, which women often do. And it was, um, I'm a very determined and persistent person and I work hard, so those are my qualities, I think, that helped me actually get this book published. And now it's the publisher considers it a successful book and is going to quite likely put it into paperback. 
Okay, so let's uh, let's just go backwards for a second. So, about how many um, agents do you think you spoke to before you found your agent, and and about how long of a time period was that? Oh heavens, um, I think I pitched for about three years, and I probably pitched to twenty to thirty agents. And how did you know the agent uh, that you that you picked was right for you? Was it a was it a gut feeling, or was there that he worked on similar books? What what made you think yes, this is the right person to work with? Well, I'll tell you first and foremost, he's very smart, and he's has a wonderful sense of humor, and he's very down to earth, although. He is can be also very serious, and you know get, he gets things done. He's the former owner of Cody's Books in Berkeley, which was pretty well known bookstore, and who became an agent. And I watched a, a colleague of mine um, with him around her book, and I just liked the interaction that was there, and I liked. Um, his level of persistence is quite amazing. And so I wanted, you know, somebody hardworking, persistent, really liking my project. Um, and we just clicked, quite frankly. So once uh, once he said yes and you had the proposal in his hands and, and a, a contract for him to represent you, what was the process to find your publisher? Um, well, what he did is he had his list of connections with publishers and started sending it out. I actually finished my my proposal to his liking when I was at a writer's retreat in Hawaii um, two years ago. And it was so great because I was at the retreat probably four days into the six-day retreat. And... It got done after 10 hours of work that day. And it was great to get all this support, you know, from the the writers of the retreat. And so it was really, it was in his hands at that point. He did the the pitching. He did the list. You know, we got, you know, lots of rejections. You know, he had an A, B, and C list. Um, and then he finally said, how badly do you really want to write this book? And I said, very badly. And so he gone through the A list, went through the B list, and ended up with a C list of publishers and found somebody who was interested and paid a small um, advance. And, and then- did you... Did you consider self-publishing? I know you talked about that a little before um, that you had kind of ruled it out, but never. Never. Never for me because I like – it's a story of my life. I want to do the best I can do, and I think by going for a traditional publisher, it, it made me improve my writing so well. I've now won – the book has won – uh, first place in the sports category in the Beverly Hills Book Awards, and it's a finalist in uh, Forward Reviews Indie Fab Book of the Year Awards uh, in the women's category. There's six of us, and, and at the end of June, they'll announce the gold, the silver, and the bronze 
winners. And I actually am entered into three more contests. So um, I was surprised. So, yeah, let's go back. We'll talk about the awards a little more in a second, but I just want to go back. to once you were signed on um, with your publisher, what was mm-hmm. the process to go from that proposal to the finished published book? How long did it take, and what was that relationship like? Well, I had an editor. It was a good thing I was in a very good place uh, emotionally because I had an editor, a female editor, who I would say one thing and she would take the opposite stance. It was, it was, and she was, her emails were often accusatory and unpleasant. But what I did is I met with my book coach. We outlined, um, we we put an outline. They gave me, um, let's see, from August until my manuscript was due April 1st with everything, which was pretty fast turnaround. But what my book coach and I did is we she helped me lay out um, a plan for finishing each chapter. And that included, in the middle of that, um, those months, is I went to Nepal and ran a race and went on a trek. So that knocked out six weeks in the middle of everything because actually the race that I ran in Nepal was so hard, it knocked me out for, uh, I don't know, probably three weeks after I got back in terms of recovery. So really, I I consider that I wrote the book in like about six months. Um and, you know, I had done interviews. I had done, um, in recent years, I had done 85, 90 interviews with women and a few with men, male coaches. Um, but I I laid out time during my week of when I would write. I cut back my practice. I'm a um, clinical and sports psychologist. And I stuck to the plan. And so I wrote Thursdays and Fridays and on the weekend. And that was pretty much my my life. I was very focused. I can be very focused. And so I went one chapter at a time. And if I needed a couple interviews here and there, I went out and interviewed people. But most of my time spent from, um, I don't know, mid to late August, to the first of April was focused on getting that book done, and then and then it doing took from things. April until October for the publishing, right? Yes. Um, and what did I you will do? say when I turned the the manuscript in, it was so well edited they did very little to no editing. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, so tell me, what did you do to prepare for your launch between April and October? Um, well, I knew I was supposed to get on promotion right away. One of the things that I've always done in my practice is be a really good marketer and done good PR early in my early years. Not as much these days, paired um I knew I had to make contacts with places uh, early on to do presentations and hired a publicist who 
who turns out is a very sweet, lovely woman, and I should have stayed with her, but I had her for two and a half months, and then money was really tight because my practice was so low from writing the book. And um, so I laid out a whole plan of marketing. Since October, oh, and one of the things the publisher did that that really messed up my uh, online marketing was uh, my release date forever was November supposed to be November 14th, I think it was. And so my whole, my planning was around that date. And so I had all these presentations lined up in November, December. Um, And what happened is all of a sudden the executive editor of Soccer America is calling me October 1st and he's trying to do an interview with me. And I said, God, you, you know, you're doing it pretty early. And he goes, well, your book is coming out October 14th. And I'm like, mm. what? Hmm, so surprise. Time, without, <laughs> yeah, right, without the energy. And I was planning to spend the next month on getting the social media stuff together. So um, what was one good thing that did happen, though, because I have, had built up good networks in the Bay Area for in one way or another, was I had a contact at CBS 5 here in uh, the Bay Area, and they had a space for me four days before my book was released, you know, at Bay Sunday, which is a general artsy newsy talk show interview um, program. So I regrouped very quickly and, and got on this program, and I didn't get, I didn't have a publicist at this point. I got on the show by myself through my connection, and and then started moving venues up. Uh, and then at some point, I thought I, I wanted to try to get regional and national um, exposure, so I hired a more expensive publicist, borrowed some money, hired a more expensive publicist, and she didn't. She is. She um, didn't get the national and some of the regional I had hoped for. Um, But a lot of the venues, I don't know, probably two-thirds of what I did um, are venues I located myself. Um, And um, so that meant calling, begging people, calling, begging people. (laughs) And and part of the problem with with my book is it's, academic scholar, um, they don't make it really affordable or reasonable for bookstores to purchase. Um, so it can, it can basically, it's only being sold on Amazon at this point. Um, ho- you know, And we should be- mention that the book is actually called Sisterhood in Sports, and you can get that book by Dr. Joan Seidinger on Amazon. So definitely check that out. If you are an athlete or even interested in uh, women and competition and how women's brains are different uh, than men's brains. So it's Sisterhood in Sports, How Female Athletes Collaborate and Compete. Just make sure we get that in there so people know to check that out. 
So you prepped for your launch. Your book launched a little earlier than expected. And um, and after your launch, what what's kind of what are some of the big um, before and after? Some of the best things uh, that have happened for you since the book came out. It sounds like you've done a bunch of media stuff, which is awesome. Any other mm-hmm. uh, things that have come out of being an author for you? Well, um, I am getting more sports psychology clients, which is a good thing. And nice. I have been working at uh, San Francisco State with the softball team, and now the athletic director is looking at me as possibly coming on and working with, you know, all the women's teams. Um, so that would be a terrific outcome as far as I'm concerned. And were those the types of goals that you had for your book uh, when you started the project, or was it more just about getting the message out? Well, I would say it was more about getting the message out on a more um, national and global scale and um, getting more business was a secondary goal. Excellent. So what is the what is the advice you give to people? I'm sure people have asked you um, about having your own book. Um, what advice do you give to people who want to have a book? What do you think are the, the things that make a difference between actually getting it done and just talking about it? Because you've been on both sides of that equation, having spent 20 years working on this book. What do you think are the big differences? Um, get really focused on your subject, make it manageable and not too big, figure out if there's a decent target audience for your subject, Mm. and begin doing some outlines of what you'd like to do to organize thoughts and the process you'd like to convey to um, readers. Yeah, fantastic advice. You can learn more about Dr. Joan Steininger at powerzonephd.com, and you can pick up a copy of her book, Sisterhood in Sports, on amazon.com. So, Dr. Steininger, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your book journey with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Um, You can... (laughs) Thank you so much. So you can uh, check out our sister show, Page Up, for more advice and techniques and tools uh, to write and publish and promote your book. Just go to pageuppodcast.com or go to iTunes to subscribe to that. If you are not subscribed to Book Journeys Radio, make sure that you do go ahead and subscribe uh, on iTunes and and review us as well because it helps more authors in transformation like you to find the advice that really might take them over the edge from just talking about their book to actually getting it out there and making a difference. And as always, we will be back at Book Journeys Radio where we're changing the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.